On this annual celebration of the Reformation, we are invited to once again find in Scripture what we have come to know in faith, that we are truly free to live as disciples of Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sand Hills Lutheran Ministry Podcast. I am Pastor John Edding. Pastor John Steubenrauch is the Pastor Emeritus at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Ogallala, Nebraska. He served the Sand Hills Lutheran Ministry as Vacancy Pastor for two years, from 2018 to 2020. Guest preacher John Steubenrauch brings a sermon message today called Complete Freedom, based on John chapter 8, verses 31 through 36. Thanks be to God. Let's get to the sermon. It's so nice to be here. I'm so honored that you would ask me to preach for your 50th anniversary and your 10th anniversary and your 504th anniversary of the Reformation. It's such a privilege to be here. Thank you so much. I remember when this building was being built, I was talking to Lloyd. Lloyd was a pastor here, Lloyd Lentz. And he did a lot of work on the building, him and his family and several of you did a lot of work. I was really impressed uh, that a pastor could do so many skills uh, besides pastoring. Um, uh, St. Paul's kind of paid me to stay away from carpentry things and (laughs) mechanical things. Ernie knows. We were talking in a fishing tent, in an ice fishing tent, Lloyd and I. We talked for about two hours. And we talked about acoustics for one thing. We talked about a lot of things. But we talked about acoustics and how good acoustics help the general singing of the assembly, the the people. But we talked about a lot of things. We didn't get a bite. I I, I don't think we got one single bite in two hours. We got a lot of talking done. Probably weren't Lutheran fish anyway, so... (laughs) 504 years ago, this very day, a young theologian by the name of Dr. Martin Luther sent a letter to the Archbishop Albrecht of Mainz in which he expressed his theological and pastoral concerns over the indulgence system. As you might remember, indulgences were being sold to finance a cathedral in Rome. Nothing wrong with building a cathedral. It's okay to do, but to finance it with a sinful means through indulgence, that is a problem. You might recall indulgence is allegedly, supposedly, bought you or a loved one out of the fictional, non-existing place called purgatory. Luther wrote to Archbishop Albrecht, he said, evidently, he complains, the poor souls believe that when they have bought an indulgence letter, they are assured of their salvation. The souls committed to your care, excellent Father, are thus directed to death. Therefore, I can no longer be silent on this subject. What a horror, what a danger for a bishop to permit a loud noise of indulgence among his people while the gospel is being silenced. He thought the Pope and the Archbishop didn't know this was going on, but they were, he found out quickly they were behind it, the Pope and and were behind, and Archbishop Albrecht were behind the sales of indulgences. Luther added to his letter a copy of the 95 Theses in hope that they would be debated among his theologians in the church, and boy, were they ever debated. Uh, back in those days, the, the Facebook, the Twitter, the blog, the newspaper, the, the evening news, wherever you got your news was the church door. 
It was the bulletin board. And he, as you know, he put that's what the start of the Reformation is, putting his copy of the 95 Theses on the church door, the bulletin board. He, he, again, he hoped it'd be debated. Uh, and with the help of the recent invention of the printing press, which we Lutherans know is not a coincidence, the timing of it is not, uh, the, the, no, the knowledge of these 95 Theses spread very quickly. One of the movies, the Luther movies, they're supposed to be accurate, implied that Martin didn't even know they were being printed and sent around until he saw a copy of them. Google them up and read them. You don't have to read all 95. Just read a couple of them. You'll see they make perfectly good sense. One of them says something to the effect of, well, if the Pope can get people out of purgatory, why doesn't he do it out of love rather than charging money for it? So, like I said, pull them up on the Internet and read a few of them. Martin didn't want to start a new religion. He just wanted to debate some issues that were, weren't in Scripture that the church was, is, is, was doing. Uh, they were, and the debates were common. They were like, like a ball game or something. People showed up, they'd have entertainment besides the debate. You cheered for your team. They probably served popcorn and uh, soda. Well, Lutherans probably be beer and brats, you know, so <laughs> they weren't Lutheran yet. That'd be just German side of them, wouldn't it? But Luther was a very good debater. He was a very, very smart person. That was. One, the, 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 the Pope underestimated him. He called him a drunken little monk, thought he was really just a stupid idiot, but he was a genius. And he became very skilled at using the printed word. That probably became his most powerful weapon. And he wrote much of his works in German, the common language of the people, the German people, which, by the way, Pope Leo said wasn't fair. He doesn't play like a gentleman. Apparently, the higher-ups thought it was cheating to let people actually know what the Bible says about God's love in and through Christ, and the words purgatory and indulgence were not mentioned in Holy Scripture. And soon, again with the help of the printing press, Christians were reflecting on the basic foundation of faith through Christ alone. At the 500th anniversary, uh, the, the Lutheran school's theme was it's it's still it's still just about Jesus, and and that's uh, that's that's what's going on at the 504th anniversary. It's still all about Jesus. An, an interesting sidebar to this uh, printing press thing: the more stuff got printed, the easier it became to teach people how to read, and then more and more people became readers, uh, which. Luther was in favor of not just a few boys learning how to read, but everybody, women, men, children, everybody. So the more people became readers, the more read his works. So it just spread the, like wildfire. It helped the Reformation spread. And then 13 years later in the Augsburg Confession, one of our main doctrines, it was stated that any other means to acquire absolution, either through the purchase of a letter of indulgence or by one's own merit, goes against Christ's atoning work. Salvation is solely for Christ's sake through faith. Article 4, paragraph 2. Who died as a sacrifice, not for original guilt, but for all actual sin of mankind. Article 3, paragraph 3. Excuse me. You probably heard the story or saw the movie of Luther being fake kidnapped 
on orders from his chief protector, Prince Frederick the Wise, played by Peter Ustinov in, in the movie, great actor. He was kept, hidden, quarantined, if you want to use some language today. You might say for his own safety, he was kept in the Wartburg Castle near Eisenach, Germany. And from what I've heard, I've heard it's a beautiful place to stay. There's a lot of scenic views and breathtaking scenery. But Luther couldn't be happy there. His famous struggles with self-doubt and guilt returned. Sounds like us, doesn't it? And he needed to be with his church family, just like you do, just like your kids do. They need to be with their church family, just we all do. He felt the devil assaulting him. The devil had Luther doubting his freedom in Christ. It isn't personal security that makes us truly free, like having bodyguards or being kept in a safe place like the castle, or maybe even packing heat, which there's nothing wrong with. And there's nothing, and it, and it isn't also isn't personal physical confinement that makes us feel like prisoners. Listen to Jesus in John 8. Jesus says to us, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. Practicing sin is unrepentant, is sinning on purpose, refusing to turn back to God. That makes us prisoners. That's something to pray about. Lord, show me where I might be unrepentant. He'll show you, and you probably already know. Ironically, though, God used those 10 months of Luther's witness protection, if you will, to set millions of people free, at least in the future. For during that time, Luther did most of his work to translate the New Testament into German, the language of the people. He dedicated his work to Prince Frederick, the man who had him kidnapped for his own safety. I love that scene in the movie. If you know what I'm talking about, you'll, you'll remember it. He, he hadn't met him yet, and he comes in, he introduces himself to Prince, and he's got a big copy of the New Testament in German. He says, I dedicated this to you, Prince. And the Prince, Peter Ustinov, Prince says, for me? Yes. Rome's not going to like this, you know. Yes, I know. They're going to retaliate very quick and fierce. Yes, I know. Uh, this is going to shut us apart from them for good. Yes, I know. Well, just so you know. <laughs> and then he goes, may I have my present now? And he cradles that baby, that newborn baby, uh, that hymnal like a newborn baby. I wish we all had that love for our Bibles like that. Because Jesus says in John 8, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The word of scripture is the truth that declares Christ and knowing that his death and resurrection has set us free, we are free indeed. Many people throughout history have fought for freedom of various kinds. William Tell is the folk hero of Switzerland who fought the Austrian Habsburg House. William Wallace led the Scots in the first war of Scottish independence against King Edward of England. But the freedom Jesus is talking about in our text is the freedom that characterizes you, his true disciples, freedom from sin and the results of sin. If so, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. That's what the Reformation's all about. The freedom Jesus gives us from sin through his dying and rising from the dead. And Christ wants you to know where you can find it, in his word. 
It's through the word that all we've said happens. We must stay in the word. Be regular at church. Be regular Bible readers. If you don't like reading, punch it up on the computer and have them read to you, as we've been doing for 10 and 50 and 504 years. Discipleship is staying in Christ's word and his holy supper and wanting to receive freedom and forgiveness, like Prince Frederick, wanting that desire. Reformation Sunday is an occasion to discover anew that our future has begun. It's going on. Your future is now because you have this gift of freedom in Christ's word. We're going to sing a mighty fortress in a little while. The second verse starts, With might of ours cannot be done. Soon were our loss affected. In those words, we find the insight that Martin Luther rediscovered once upon a time at the Wartburg. And we affirm these today. Our own efforts cannot do anything. We are saved totally by the grace of God through faith given, by, given to us by his word. You, the righteous, live by faith alone and not by works. Yours and my constant striving and selfish focus on self come to a, an end. The grace of God lifts us up and through his word you remain lifted up. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come? Come from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. It's still all about Jesus, isn't it? Amen. Amen.